This is the Warm Springs program on KWSO. I'm Sue Matters. The Confederated Tribes of Warm Springs are finishing 2023 strong economically, and that was good news that was shared with the tribal membership during the 2024 budget process. Tribal Council Chairman Jonathan Smith. So the 29th Tribal Council just recently approved a special dividend to the tribal members for $500. And that came, uh, the Tribal Council became aware of the hardship the community has been going through and wanted to support them. So it's a, it's a really good opportunity for tribal members to, to do some, some good things with it. We did our budget. It's the first time in, I would say, 15 to 20 years we are in the black for the tribal government. And so we're pretty happy. Uh, Things are improving. We're making moves. And, you know, luckily for us this year, we've had really good um, returns on on, uh, payments from our enterprises. So things are starting to turn for the positive. One of the main things with our budget was we saved a million dollars the first year. So so um, one of the things that we talked about, especially when I when I used to do training for like home ownership, was there's different ways you can save money. One of them is cutting the budget, and the other is increasing your revenue. But now, if you did both those things at the same time, that gives you a little more flexibility. If you can reduce some of your spending, and you know do some things that are prioritized, and you can um, actually increase your revenues, then you have a little more flexibility to do the things you want, and then you don't have to worry so much about the the bottom line so much. So that's that's one thing that we are definitely improving on and looking forward to, to seeing down the road. One of the things that, that our table has identified is contributing back to that rainy day fund, and that's something that we really talked about and, and spoke to to the membership, was increasing that our contribution to that rainy day fund when times are good right now. So that's one thing that we've kind of prioritized and we're able to do, you know, this year. Tribal Council Chairman Jonathan Smith talks about power and water. Well, I just came back from the Confederate Tribes of Warren Springs and PGE Transmission Partnership Celebration. So the tribe received a $250 million grant, and it's a grant to increase the transmission capabilities and build out the Bethel line, you know, and it's renewable energy. And so as the tribe is looking down the road at increasing revenue, we're also looking at, you know, trying to also incorporate and institute our, our traditional ecological knowledge in terms of energy development, you know, preserving our water, taking care of our fish and our traditional foods. And this is one of the tools that can do that. I think we can look at, you know, providing better water quality. We can look at, uh, you know, lessening the, um, the burden on the hydro system. And, you know, those folks who want to invest in clean energy, you know, they can support this project. And, and we can actually not just talk about stewardship. We could actually lead the way. So I think it's a really good opportunity for us to do those things and look at that opportunity. Smith says the tribes are definitely interested in expanding into renewable energy. We're looking at uh, different opportunities that are available. Uh, Right now, we have this huge uh, funding from the federal government right now, Infrastructure Development Act, and uh, they're they're looking for ways for the the government to invest in projects like this. So we're looking at solar. We're looking at uh, all the things that are you know, that are, can, can contribute to making energy green again. So uh, solar is definitely part of them, especially here when we used to hear those ads from Canada that said we have 300 days of sun, you know, we're like, well, we're in the perfect area, you know. So it's just a matter of balancing those things along with our protection of our things on the ground, our foods.
Yeah, and, and we're looking um, we're looking at different feasibility opportunities. They're doing that work, and they're looking at um, what opportunities we have, and we have commercial zones. Um, we have those uh, those uh, opportunity zones here on the reservation. We've identified ten of them, and so as we look at those things, we're going to come back, of course, and talk to the people, ask them, and let them know what you know these proposed projects are, and and say you know this is an opportunity for us to actually get out there and to start doing these things. We have some of our brothers and sisters upriver who are doing these things already. You know, we're seeing uh, and hearing about the news. You know that Nespers is doing all the great work that they're doing, and so like we have the ability to do the same thing and. We have a lot of land that we could do it with. So we want to definitely get in there and uh, look at the alternatives of, you know, restoring some of these hydro projects and, and you know, using uh, renewable energy and saving some of our salmon. Plenty of opportunity out there. And if and that's another thing is we not only can generate and produce that energy here, but we can also be a hub for other projects, you know, that are coming in the area. And we could actually go and help, you know, supply this part of the um, state so that's a part of that part of the state, and I think it could be one of a kind. So, I think we're going to put our foot in the door, and we um, we have the opportunity to do great things. So, in the past few years, hiring and keeping valuable employees has, at times, been a challenge for the Warm Springs Tribal Government, and we're not alone. In creating their priorities, the 29th Tribal Council put near the top of the list human resources. Tribal Council Chair Jonathan Smith talks about leadership's recognition of the need to address this issue. We realize that our um, our uh, where we stand at right now, you know, rent and stuff is you know a lot less than the outside. Our cost of living is is smaller, but at the same time, we have um, folks who who live away from the um, reservation. They have to travel back and forth. Um, they have gas expenses, transportation expenses, things like that. They have to. Um, they have bigger uh, barriers and issues that they're dealing with, higher rent costs, you know, around here. So that's one thing that we're really looking at and trying to see where we could provide resources or opportunities to attract those folks. That's one thing we want to do is we learned when we were looking for a secretary treasurer that we would call folks and then we'd ask them, hey, you want to come work for us? You want to apply to be our ST? And they were like, well, you know, thank you, but no thank you because, you know, I got a I got a really good water system up here where I'm at. I, you know, I got transportation. They, they just built a $30 million community center. They, they have a great education for my kids. You know, they, they value me and they make me feel uh, like I'm welcome and I'm needed in my job. And, you know, I'm comfortable, but thank you. So we were like, okay, well, that's where we want to be, you know. And so let's learn from that and let's start building that kind of place. So, yeah, that, that's one thing that we're starting to look at and, and look long term at. Smith says Tribal Council also recognizes that housing's an issue. Oh, definitely. And that's one of our priorities is housing. That's one of the things is, and they identified housing and employee housing is another one. So we're having a hard time filling vacancies. We've been hearing from Indian Health Service, BIA, that they're having trouble bringing in folks and, and filling vacancies because there's no place for them to stay. And if they stay here locally, you know, there's no place for them to, to rent. So they got to go on the outside, you know, in Central Oregon, and the rent's really crazy out there. There's like a 1% vacancy rate, and the rent's really high. So um, trying to get those folks here, again, is, is making sure that, that we have the places for them to stay and we're able to, to be competitive. And, and we're thinking of those things, and, and, and as they're going to be building that, that – um, expanding the Indian Health Center that coming up there. We're looking at opportunities to provide some kind of housing there and some off-reservation properties as well. 
Another area that Tribal Council supports is the newly formed Youth Council. Another thing I wanted to talk about was our Youth Council. That's something that um, we have delegation around their table, of course, that specialize in things. And we have Elvis and uh, Rosa, who are our youth delegates, and they speak for the table. Um, when they go out and they represent the tribal council at these youth uh, events and meetings, and they've really helped, um, you know, establish a youth council and and brought them to um, to the tribal council and kind of let us know what you know what their needs are. We want to kind of hear from the youth council, and it's good to see them out there and in place. And we want to uh, try to encourage and support them as much as we can to hear what their priorities are and what their issues may be. So that's really good. Um, another thing that we wanted to talk about was uh, this year we brought back Miss Warm Springs. We wanted to make sure it was funded, so we put money in the budget for that. And so Miss Warm Springs is back. Um, yeah, those were two huge things that the Tribal Council really wanted to support. So, Tribal enterprises collectively are contributing more to the Warm Springs tribal government than in the past few years. For Warm Springs Composite Products, that's been a profitable operation for many years, they won't be contributing a dividend in 2024, but that's because they need to invest in some expansion at their site adjacent to where the old mill was. Tribal Council Chairman Jonathan Smith talks about the brownfield process to determine if the old site is safe to use. Phase one for the mill, old mill site, was to do an analysis, a historical context review, and do a legal analysis. And they've done that. Phase one is complete. We, uh, we had our tribal attorneys look into uh, liabilities of the tribe and previous companies in that area, and also working with Akana to look and start um, doing a historical background on it. And from there, we're um, going to look at maybe doing a phase two right now. So we're discussing that at the table, maybe for next year, so we can get that site ready. Um, yeah, we, we uh, Composite Products did approach Tribal Council, and they want to expand down there. They need another building, and um, that building will be in the direct footprint of the old mill site. So um, looking at it, luckily it looks like it's around the finished products area, so we're hoping it may not be too bad. So. And we want to support them in all their endeavors, and, and hopefully they can you know, keep employing tribal members and contributing to the tribal budget. They look at the histori historical use of the area. They determine if the area is um, available, and it looks like it will fit certain criteria where they can come in and clean it up. And it's a partnership between um, the tribe and, and uh, the government and other sources of uh, resources, and they come together and say, okay, well, what's your end goal um, what do you want to do with this? And for us, it would probably be economic development, some kind of industrial use. And so you look at that goal at the end on what you want to achieve, and you build a plan from where you are right now and to where you want to be. And along the way, you just look at the steps that it takes to get there, and you get a big plan together, and you all work on it in a partnership. Cool. On Tribal Council's agenda this month, looking at enrollment and eligibility for adoption. And so we, uh, we, we brought that up. We um, asked about a year ago for them to uh, look and research the adoption um, discussion. And so we have in our uh, vital stats team look into the agent, uh, the roles of uh, tribal membership and the quantum and to see who can be qualified, you know, based on uh, the new quantums and, and uh, where, where what role we're using, whether it's 1960 or whether it's 70 or 80 or 90, having them do that discussion and find out the, um, 
the referendums that supported those things. So we we had them get that together for a year, and now we're going to start talking about, okay, are we going to vote? Um, how many people automatically qualified? Now that we got all that stuff up to date, maybe we can take this to the people and they could vote on this as well. So we're looking at all these things. Um, it's been something that the people have asked about, and so we definitely want to support those things that, that they are making a priority for us. Finally, Chairman Smith talks about a potential cannabis question that may be put before the membership. Um, that's a big one right there. That's the one that, that we talk about maybe having dispensaries on the reservation, making it legal for tribal members to use on the reservation, um, things like that that'll really uh, place our cannabis market in the place that it needs to be in our um, our company there, they, they talked about um, maybe having a, a dispensary on the reservation and talked about the challenges uh, that, they're, that they may face and how this can serve that business better and provide more revenue for the tribe. That may be a potentially a resolution that people will have to vote on. They, they told us that, that the people have to come and approve it too if we want to expand it. So that discussion has made its way to the table and some tribal council members are talking about it. So um, we made sure that was put on the agenda for discussion. Tribal Council Chairman Jonathan Smith on the Warm Springs program on 91.9 FM KWSO.